On this episode, we have a very special Q&A with a wonderful group of students from Franklin College, located just outside Indianapolis, Indiana. Today is January 9th, 2023, and this is episode 529 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I'm your host, Jeremy Stein, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey guys. Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. Then if you hit that subscribe button, you're going to get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Touring Plans offers trip planning for not only Disney World, but Disneyland, Universal Orlando, and the Disney Cruise Lines as well. They've got incredible web and mobile apps, and you can catch them live from the parks and the seas by following at Touring Plans all across social media. Visit touringplans.com and subscribe to the Lines app for just $17.95 for the entire year. This is an absolute game changer for your vacation. And then if you're getting ready to plan that next Disney or Universal vacation, looking to go on a cruise or pretty much travel anywhere else in the world, head to MainSTMagicTravel.com and fill out a form for a free quote. Our travel services are completely free to you. So today we get the chance and opportunity to sit down with a college professor and some of his students, Yeah, which is super exciting. This was this was cool. So we this is coming out on Monday. We're recording this intro and the outro to this episode on Sunday. Uh, we were able to sit down. We headed down to Disney World on Friday, this past Friday, uh, and sat outside of Sittertown Market. It was a beautiful day outside. Yes, it was. Um, and we sat down with these students from Franklin College, and they're doing uh, this this trip to Disney World, and they're doing this project on pursuing your passion. And Paul, uh, their professor, had reached out to me a few months ago to see if we were interested in being one of the speakers, basically, mm-hmm. during this trip. Uh, one of the other wonderful speakers they're going to sit down with during their trip is the one and only Lynn Testa yes. from Touring Plans. Yes. I told Rhonda I was glad we went first. I agree. Because you do not want to be the following act to Lynn Testa. We are the, we are mm-hmm. the opening band yeah. to that man. Um, so this, I will say, we've done a lot of cool stuff and been part of a lot of cool things over the five years, five and a half years now since we started this podcast. This is up there with one of my favorite things we've ever done. Really? It was... It was it was fun. It was just I don't. It was just so cool. And these students were absolutely incredible. They were. Very so what we're kind, gonna do? Yeah. yeah. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and uh, we we're able to set up and record the interview. We're going to play it in its entirety right now for you to check out. Hi. What's your name? Uh, v. V. Yeah. And where are you from, V? Indiana. Nice. Well, welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Um, what is your guys' formal background, as in your college degree or any training that you guys might have gotten? <laughs> you, you could start. You want me to go? Yeah, you okay. start. Um, so I have a high school degree because I went to a hair school 24 years ago. So that was my college. And it was a nine-month course. And it was... You know, all the stuff that I had to do, I had to stay 
do a state board and everything. And that is what I called my college. Um, so it actually only ran because I was a full-time student uh, for nine months. Whereas if I was not a full-time student, it could have ran for up to 12 to 18 months, I believe. And um, yeah, I was done in nine months. So I was 19 years of age working a full-time being an adult. So it was um, interesting, but fun. So. Yeah, and I, um, I did some college, graduated high school, did some college uh, up at Towson University in Maryland and as a um, graphic design major. And again, over 20 years ago, graphic design major was kind of new, so I had to take a lot of art courses. Um, just to even, I never touched a computer in the two years I went to college, which was kind of crazy. And it just didn't work out for me. So I dropped out of college actually and ended up um, going and becoming a computer technician. So I had to go to a certification course, almost kind of like Rondo was about six months or so, got certified. And then I too started working basically full time when I was 20 years old. Um, but I'd always liked art and graphic design. And so a little bit later, um, I was able to actually transfer over as into marketing at a credit union uh, about 15 years ago and then became a marketing manager. Um, and that's what kind of led me into enjoying like the design aspect, getting into social media, uh, marketing things. And then uh, basically my brother who I do work for, um, I do all his social media marketing, uh, used to created his first website and things like that. So a lot of my training was just kind of on the spot, just learning how to do it. So if my brother said, um, I'm going to start a YouTube channel, I need to know how to edit videos, then I learned it. And this was still when Google was almost new. So I would just Google, like, how do you edit a YouTube video? How do you create a website? How do you do social media? And so that was kind of really just all of my training. Um, I enjoyed getting into audio and stuff because like any kid in the late 90s, I was in a garage band and we went to <laughs> recording studios and recorded demos. And so I'd always been interested in kind of the audio aspect as well. And that's kind of what led me into understanding how to edit and produce podcasts and different things like that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my background and story as all over the place it is. Awesome. Thank you for Thank answering you my so question. Much. Hello, um, I'm Nate Erskins. I'm also from Indiana. Explain to me your passion for the Florida theme parks that you travel to, please. You want to start, Rhonda? Because you've, you've, Rhonda grew up in Florida. She was born and raised in Florida. I was born and raised, born in, and Florida. raised in Florida. Um, yeah, I, um, I've always loved Disney. You know, I've grown up on Mickey and I, I just, I don't know. I've always loved Disney and I honestly think it was when I became an adult that I came back to the parks and realized I don't have to be an adult. I can like, I can play, I can ride these rides. I can enjoy and kind of get away from life. That I think is when I fell in love with Disney. And, and then when you have kids, oh God, that's just another story. Like I could cry right now telling you about the kids' stories. But I know y'all are very far from that. But that is really cool to see it through other people. And, and honestly, not even my kids. If, if y'all, this was the first time ever that y'all went. Seeing it through your eyes is just incredible to me. And that is why I love Disney. 
well, I can't really follow that up very well, but um, <laughs> yeah, I grew up, I went uh, three or four times growing up. Again, I grew up in Maryland, so it's much more of a trek. We did not fly, so it was the 17, 18 hour drive um, that we would come down. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are familiar with that we would come down, you know, maybe every couple of years. I enjoyed Disney, but at that time it was just a vacation with my family. Um, it wasn't until I moved to Florida, what, 18, 17 years ago, whatever, 2005, I moved to Florida uh, when Rhonda and I got together and we went a few times and again, I enjoyed it. But like she said, we took our oldest daughter, who's now going to be 15 uh, next week when she was 18 months old and 15 is insane to me. Um, and I will never forget, Rhonda said, uh, my parents are going to come, her parents are going to come and we were camping at Fort Wilderness and we were going to be in a tent. Uh, my parents had a camper at the time, and her parents were staying at the Hampton Inn, I think, down the street near Disney Springs. And said, all right, we're going to take our 18-month-old daughter. And I was like, this is ridiculous. We're spending all this money for an 18-month-old who's never going to remember a thing about it. And I will never forget my favorite story is we were at Hollywood Studios back when they had the uh, Fantasia Mickey meet and greet, which is now, I believe, Launch Bay. And we walked in, and we're just waiting, and I'm like, all right, I'm just 18 month old is going to meet Mickey. She has no idea what's going on. She's probably going to scream and cry and run. And she ran up to him and hugged him and kissed him on the nose. And I look over and Rhonda's crying. And next to her, my mom's crying. And next to her, her mom's crying. We're all crying. And like me and my dad and her dad are tearing up. And I was just like, I get it. Like, this is why people come here. This is amazing. And then we fast forward uh, a couple years. I think it was 2015. Um, We'd always stayed either at the campgrounds or we had stayed at the All-Stars normally. And our first time ever, Rhonda and I we were... stayed at Value Resorts. Yeah, we always stayed at Value Resorts. And so we didn't spend a lot of time at the resorts. We were... If you knew my dad, it was open to close every single day at the parks. We would make a joke because we never saw the front of my dad on vacation. We always saw him 10 feet ahead of us trying to get to whatever was next. And this was before Fast Pass and everything growing up. And so 2015, Rhonda and I were going to leave the kids at home with some family, and we were going to House of Blues uh, to see 21 Pilots in concert. Um, first time seeing them, and we stayed at Port Orleans French Quarter. Mm-hmm. And I remember just showing up, and I was like, man, this is, there's a lot more to Disney than like the theme parks. Like This resort is incredible. And we took the boat over to Disney Springs, and we, we saw 21 Pilots, and we came back, and we had to get up the next day and I had to travel somewhere for work and, and she was coming home. And that morning, I think it was, we went down to guest services and we were just like, we're curious, what does it cost to be an annual pass holder? And so we got some information and then we came back on, it would have been December 4th of 2015. Um, and we bought annual passes for the first time and gave them to the kids for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was their big Santa gift that year. And I'm the type that just doesn't, I don't do anything like half speed. So I was like, if we're going to have annual passes, we're going to make the most of it. And so we started coming every month and we've done so now for seven consecutive years. We have visited a Disney property every single month for seven years. Um, And we're not that far away. You know, we're only two hours, but still that was kind of my goal to the point now where uh, April of 2020, when the world was shut down, uh, our anniversary is in April. And we had started coming to Disney every year on our 10th anniversary. Uh, We're going on 17. And that was when we started coming the first time without the kids. And my parents would watch them or her parents would watch them at our house. And in April of 2020, we literally drove down here and we just drove through property wherever we could that day, whatever wasn't blocked off. And first of all, it was like, it was like Armageddon. Like it looked like out of a movie, like a zombie movie. It was weird. But it was incredible. And we were like, all right, 
mark but april 2020 cool. off the list we did it we completed that month and then the following month disney springs reopened and so we've still been able to come every month but that was another moment was coming with the kids which is, is completely different than when you don't have them but now that our kids are older and, and they don't come with us anymore currently um we have found a whole new like love for the parks and the way that we do things and we usually meet friends here or we just walk around and make friends and it's just all of that and i think the magic and the fact that this is one of the few places i can think of that you can come every month for seven consecutive years and still do something new every single time we come absolutely um, one of the things we had decided to do long ago when the kids were young was uh, every trip we'd have a disney first and we made sure to mark those off and it could be anything it mm -hmm. could be eating at a place for the first time, riding a ride for the first time. Uh, one of my favorites was the first time me and my daughter rode Rock and Roller Coaster in the front row. We had never ridden in the front row. And so that was that year's Disney first. And we just, yeah, there's, there's nothing like Disney. We're Universal Pass holders. We've been going now for two years. Um, I say this all the time. When I'm at home, I don't miss Universal. Mm -hmm. But when I'm at home, like, I miss Disney. And I want to be back. So... Hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> yes, it does. Thank you. And by the way, I did the math. You've been going for 84 consecutive months. 60 Boom. more will be 100. Love it. All right. Wow, we're, we're hitting. We're hitting you. 100. We are hitting 100. That's for sure. We'll, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> All right. Who's next, guys? We got a uh, marathon, half marathon runner here. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Real exciting. Uh, I'm Corbin. Uh, Corbin. Nice to meet you guys. So glad you guys able to come out. Uh, what I wanted to ask was uh, you talked about going to hair school and like marketing and stuff. Uh, How did you start doing what you guys are now, uh, developing a podcast and your brand and all that you've been doing? So I had, um, going back to my brother, uh, he had started his first podcast. Oh, we've been at this for five years. Probably. Yeah, this is all you, babe. 12, 13 years ago. Um, so my brother was. Um, uh, strength and conditioning coach for some of the top athletes in the world. He uh, actually trained Kevin Durant when he was at Montrose Christian um, outside of D.C. Uh, he's worked every summer. He would work the Skills Academy for LeBron and Kobe, Chris Paul, uh, pretty much anybody you can think of. And so he, he was the guy. They'd have these top 100 camps, and they'd bring all these kids coming out that are high school top 100 going into college. And my brother's job was to get them on court in the morning and warm them up. And he was one of the first – um, school specific strength and conditioning coaches for a single sport uh, back when he went to college and he did play basketball um, it was very much they had one strength and conditioning coach and it was for every sport there was and he got very basketball specific and so he decided all right I'm gonna start a basketball podcast so he actually hooked up with a local broadcaster in the DC area and started the hardwood hustle and this probably was well over a decade ago and because of his uh, background, and of course he brought me on immediately, they had a producer, and he brought me on. He was like, all right, you're going to do the social media, you're going to do the marketing. And, um, and I don't know how familiar you guys are with sports, but one of our first interviews was with Jay Billis of ESPN, uh, former Duke basketball player. Within a year, uh, we were actually flying out to Dallas, and we were sitting in, he calls it the bunker, um, at, uh, shoot, the Mavericks Stadium, and we were sitting with Mark Cuban, and like literally having a conversation with Mark Cuban, um, everybody from, yeah, Cuban to Billis and all these top names. And so things started to progress and the producer wasn't working out. So he, they kind of fired him and he looked at me first and was just like, can you figure out how to produce a podcast? And I was like, I'm sure I can. So I just started messing around with it, started producing his show, uh, did that for several years, hundreds of episodes. He left and we started the Pure Sweat Basketball Show. Um, 
which is with a trainer named Drew Hanlon, who is the top NBA skills trainer in the world. Uh, he works with pretty much everybody you can think of. So we did the Pure Sweat basketball show for a couple of years. And so I knew how to, how to do it. I knew how to market it. I knew how to kind of grow a brand. We ended that and I didn't do anything for a little bit as far as that space. And then after we were pass holders for those couple of years, we were just every week, somebody would message or call, hey, I'm going to we'd Disney. Be, we'd be in line. And oh, yeah, yeah. we'd hear somebody talking about something and I, I'd turn around and be like, well, well, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to go. And, and really more Jeremy, not me, really. But we'd start talking to people. And we got home from one of the trips that we were telling a ton of information to, to all these people. And because Jeremy was doing a podcast, he was like, I want to start a podcast for Disney. Yeah, I mean, it was basically like, if we're already telling people these things, why don't we just put mics in front of our faces and see what happens? And so that's kind of what we did. And yep. like, I mean, this is almost a little known fact. And I don't know anybody that if you currently listen or if you've listened for the five years we've been around, um, the show started with a friend of mine, John, yep. uh, who lives down the street from us. And because he, na- number one, has been coming since they've been open years. for 50 yeah. years. He was at the um, Contemporary and went to Christmas every year. It was amazing. He has also DVC, which is Disney Vacation Club. He also has been on multiple Disney cruises. So between the two of them, they had multitude of information, like plenty. Yeah. And and that was, I mean, the whole goal to start was just like, hey, if we're already talking about it, let's record it. And if something comes of it, cool. Uh, If we help a few people have a better vacation or save money or whatever it may be, then let's do that. Um, John works a a very great job. He travels a lot. And so we got 30, 40 episodes in, right? Yeah. And I was looking to maybe turn it into a career. Jeremy was looking to turn it into something else. So we went 30, 40 episodes, I think. It was quite a few episodes in, and it was... Grey's, I don't know, let's see, I don't know what the young term would be, but Grey's Anatomy has been around for a very long time. Two decades or something now, right? And I watch it, and my husband was like, well, we can't put out an episode. And I go, what do you mean you can't put out an episode? I was like, I get excited when Grey's Anatomy's coming out. Are you kidding me? You can't put out an episode? I was like, you have to. You have listeners. He goes, like, a, well, like 50 at that point. Like you it was, still had him. Yeah, it was like five was, of our friends, maybe our parents. My, nah, I don't know if my parents know how to listen to a podcast. That, but the point was, you still had him. So I said, you have to. And he goes, what are you going to do it? And I go, well, I guess I'm going to have to. Because people are expecting this. And yeah, that is well, where I Well, funny began. thing was, so we did about 20 episodes going back and forth pretty much where... Um, she would fill in if John was traveling or wasn't available. And then it just came to a point where it was just, it was her and I, and it worked out really well because originally we were always traveling with John and his family. And so it was easy for us to come back and say, all right, as two families, let's go ahead and and talk about this thing. And then it turned into, well, we weren't traveling with them as much. It was like, well, it's Rhonda and I anyway, let's go ahead and, and chat about it. And obviously we have a good rapport. We've been married for 17 years. We just celebrated 20 years of meeting. (laughs) Just kidding (laughs) Um, guys. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's really where it came from. And then being in marketing and knowing social media, I just learned how to build a brand. So it was me starting saying, well, I'll create the logo, I'll create a website, mm-hmm. you know, I'll I'll open a tea public shop, I'll put everything out there. 
And then what's really done it is just us being in the parks constantly and communicating with people and being able to answer their questions and tell them, hey, by the way, we, you know, we do this podcast. Um, if you're interested in it, check us out. And then the Facebook community and, and online is where we've really grown. Um, I, I will say now, if you look at five years ago, the people that were our best friends, we still talk to every once and again, like now. But most of the people that we talk to and we text every single day, we met via this podcast. Um, they were listeners or we were sitting somewhere and we just started chatting. And, and you know, our best friends now are, are Disney friends. And so it's been it's been easy to do. We've been very lucky. We've grown a ton. We continue to grow. Um, we don't really set any sort of metrics or like, you know, we don't have an ROI. I mean, it's it's a business in the sense that we're able to come down here and, and do things and we make a little bit of money from it but not a ton and that's why we still work full-time jobs but it is something that we hope to maybe eventually grow one day um you know into being something where this would be almost probably our retirement to be honest because if you're i will say this if you're an independent uh contractor and you're self-employed retirement is very very different <laughs> so I, I worked a, a corporate job for 15 years or so and it is very nice when everything's kind of taken care of for you when your your 401k and your health and all benefits and everything are taken care of um it's a little bit easier so i will mm -hmm. say that being being self-employed um it's is hard. really cool but it's really really hard mm -hmm. so yeah anyway all right next question next one. who we got next don't be shy guys we're all friends he here wants to ask yeah there you go. Oh, don't, yeah. yeah don't get up you don't need to go behind the <laughs> Um, I know you said earlier that your intentions from the beginning were kind of to make this into a career. So where do you guys stand today? Do you have any other job or side hobbies that you guys like to do? Yeah, so I will say, so my original intention was to possibly turn this into something that could become a career. But the one goal that we do have, and number one for us always, is to help other people on their Disney vacation. And everything else falls into place. So second is, hey, could this also become a career? But I think if we ever take career and try and put it first, we're going to fail. But if we take first and say, I agree. we want to help people save money. We want to help people have a better trip. We want to help people understand Genie Plus, um, which could be an entire podcast on its own. There could just be a podcast called Genie Plus. <laughs> You're like, seriously. Um, so, yeah, that's always been our number one goal is to do that completely and everything else will fall in line. Um, I'd love to be... The um, Mr. Beast of Disney. There That's who I'd love Ooh. to be. <laughs> that, is a, that is a lofty goal. Um, to give all this stuff away like he does. Yeah. I, I just, I love helping people and my daughters. And I know they're still far off from your ages, but still they're getting older and they teach me things. And that is one of the things that I feel like y'all are probably more familiar with than I was, but Mr. Beast like is amazing and gives out so many things and he's just this incredible person. And when she explained everything, I was like, You're like I want to do that. <laughs> I want to do that for Disney. Like, I mean, I just wish I could just be like, Hey, guess what? I know y'all are all upgraded to animal kingdom lunch and that's amazing. But I wish I could be like, you know what? Now you can do this because I'm giving it to you. Mr. Beast could. I he's cannot, listening. He's listening. Hook everybody up a little bit. <laughs> but um, it's just that's yeah. where, like, the career thing you asked about. I would love to do that aspect of it, and not like Jeremy said, not call it a career, but but literally just 
do the things and then yeah just let it fall yeah. into place yeah and, and and i do um i produce two uh, for my living um i produce two other podcasts i'm again self-employed i run my own company and have my own business uh, i left the corporate world seven years ago and just went out on my own and um so i do produce other podcasts i do marketing I, again i do all my brother's work he now moved into being a corporate speaker so he speaks for major brands all over the world and so i do all of his social i produce his podcast as well i just picked up a new podcast uh for the year it's called ivy unleashed if you want to check it out it's really good um it's kind of like a self-help health kind of type of thing motivational podcast but it's pretty awesome and then yeah Rhonda works her butt off as a uh, hairdresser um, but she basically works almost nurses hours because she does three 12 hour days a week Monday Tuesday Wednesday mm. um, which is incredible because both of our jobs it works out works out that we can come down here today you know we I, I don't we don't have to clock out clock in yep. anything I don't have to tell a boss hey can I take Friday off I need to go to Disney and that was part of the reason that I left the the corporate world is that I was doing so much traveling for my brother at the time because uh, when I was producing that podcast his biggest thing was that he never wanted to do an interview over zoom so that that's the reason he said all right if we have to pay to get on a flight to go sit down with Mark Cuban that's what we'll do um, and so that was yeah that was kind of the the thing where all of a sudden I came out and I was like wait I can either go meet Mark Cuban and hang out with him and have to take PTO or in the future I can just leave i don't have to answer to anybody else um and that's always been a dream of mine to, to work for myself and all uh, i used to commute an hour each way into jacksonville and i just told myself every day i was like i don't know if i want to do this my whole life um hobbies man there's not time for hobbies when we come here so i guess this, this is, is our hobby, hobby. <laughs> is universal count is universal a hobby <laughs> that'd probably be the other one right um i don't know what a hobby would i like be to cook you do i really like to cook yeah. a lot and yeah. it's really good. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. I mean, other than that, it's, yeah, it's, it's coming here. This is kind of, this is our hobby and our job, I guess you could say. Shorts boy. Just kidding. Yes. I'm cold looking that's at you. That's me. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name's Logan. I'm also from Indiana. You guys kind of talked about like helping other people is like um, part of pursuing your passion and through this podcast and stuff. But I was curious, what other is... Um, big benefits do you guys see from doing the podcast doing the businesses through disney and things like that um I, for me it's re, it's relationships i mean i'll kind of go back to the relationships or it's um again going back to helping people this morning we went to um animal kingdom and it was absolutely insane and so we we're like all right i don't know if we're gonna stay here long so we went to dawa bar and we we're gonna have something to drink and will was a cast member we had never met him but he saw our sweatshirts and we just chatted with him a little bit and we could tell like it, it helped. It looked like it helped his morning a little bit, you know, yep. and, and he Possibly. told us, he was like, man, you wouldn't believe the stuff that happens. And we're like, oh, you know, we know we've we've heard some stories and all. And he's like, ninety nine out of one hundred people are absolutely incredible. He's like, but, you know, there is that one person and he's just kind of, you know, thank you for your shirts. And then same with Don, who when you went to purchase your lounge fly today yeah. at the, the trading post there um, again, he was just so thankful that we just were wearing these simple shirts and it's the reason we wear them almost every time we come to the parks uh you get first of all you get so many compliments which is cool because it engages you in conversation 
most of the time we just got asked when we were waiting on an uber to come over here uh, a lot of times they'll say you know where do you make magic yeah because everybody thinks we're cast members and we're just you know not working currently and we're trying to spread the love and we're like you know we not anywhere at disney but you know we made these shirts because we've made a lot of cast member friends and we know what you guys go through and and all of that and so um yeah selling these i think has been one of my favorite things and it's just so cool. I mean, even to walk up and see, you know, Paul wearing one of the shirts is just awesome. Like, but we've never, we have yet to spot one in the parks from someone that we didn't know, it which is, is kind of crazy. It's true. But Logan, <laughs> I feel like to really answer your question, we've been trying to get away from like, uh, uh, not get away from, but get to really helping somebody. And we have, Almost, I, I don't know if the right word would be partnered, but Give Kids the World is a major wish community where they literally give back to these children that are, I don't, I'm going to try not to cry, but they have a condition where they get this wish. And that is why we are doing the Main Street 16 for the second year in a row. And we've always wanted to help more and do more and partnering with them and being able to raise this money to help families is beyond phenomenal for us. And that right there is what it is about. And yeah. that yeah. is what we're trying to do. And it's so cool because we do get to do this. And last year we gave, I believe, two children. Yeah, I was, I was about equal to about two families getting two to families, come down. Uh, and so um, we're hoping to do yeah. a lot more this year. So we're year. trying to do more this year. So to answer that major question, that that's probably what the answer would be majorly. Yeah. Um, and we're, again, I mean, we're just thankful that, yeah, we're thankful that we've had a community that is come you know around i mean that because it, it's it's not it's not us we just happen to say all right let's turn on some mics and let's talk about something we love and everybody else has really kind of almost formed the community around it and yeah to to do what we did last year in our first year with give kids the world was amazing we're uh, this is coming up the weekend of february 3rd is going to be our second annual one uh so we're in we're in high gear trying to get everything for that um but yeah Talking to Omar, who uh, works for Give Kids the World, who's kind of the guy that we go to, um, is just an incredible human being. And, yeah, just the stories we get to hear from him and, and knowing that we have an opportunity with everybody else in our community to raise this money for them is is really cool. And that we were able to get to a point, you know, because we couldn't have done that year one. No, we couldn't. Or two or three or even four almost. It took five Absolutely. years for us to say, all right, I think we can do something now yep. to help this organization. Um, and that's been, yeah, that's been absolutely unbelievable and and stuff like this is amazing like, i can't believe we're sitting here with all you guys i know yeah it when you emailed cool. me i was like wait what i went to ron and i was like look at this what is this I about was like that's crazy wait, what these kids are gonna do that i'm like oh god i don't i don't know how to do that ron has been very nervous <laughs> yeah i kind of have been not gonna lie but we just we just stopped to see some friends at riviera over there on the way over here and and we're like oh sorry we gotta go here's what we're doing and they're like what that's so neat. And they're like, it is, right? How's that even possible? So, um, yeah, we're thankful for y'all and to be here. All right. Next question, guys. Who's coming? Oh, I see. Come on, girl. Come on. Uh, hi, my name is Ashlyn. I'm also from Indiana. To counter that pre previous question, what is the biggest challenge you guys have faced with turning your passion into your work? Ooh. Finances. Ashlyn, that's I mean, a good yeah. one. 
I mean, honestly, I'll I'll go right out and say it. Like it's it's not cheap to come to Disney every two to three weeks, um, but it's something that we put a focus on. And, and Rhonda's kind of always said it this way. She says we'd we'd rather spend our money so you don't have to. If that makes sense on certain things, like let's go to uh, the first one that comes to mind is Boo Bash. You know, they uh, came back after after COVID, everything opened up. We had a couple years of no Halloween party and they created this Boo Bash, more of an after hours type thing. Not the full Mickey's not so scary. And our thought was, all right, we can go ahead and spend the money to do it because people are wondering if it's worth it. Um, So we went and for us, it was worth it. Um, But that part is a huge challenge. The other, I mean, I'm trying to think of the other challenges, just it gets tough sometimes to keep doing it. I mean, it gets tough to keep going. There's, you know, there's time and she's kind of the cheerleader. There's plenty of times she'll come in on a a Sunday or wake up and be like, hey, we got to record today. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, do we really like, Mm -hmm. so it's, it can be, I mean, it's like anything. It's still a job, you know, and and I think that's the other part of separating, separating work from leisure well and it's kind of it's funny Ashlyn it's kind of funny that I've, I've said you know you got these movie stars you got these um, uh, rock stars rock stars you Musicians, got um, yeah what am I trying to say the people that uh, um, the guys that football players thank there you, you all those people <laughs> you got football players you got and they're like oh I gotta go do my job and and all y'all are like Right. Okay. All right, movie star. All right, Tom Cruise. You have to you have to work, right? That was the biggest thing as being a hairdresser and I would tell people what I'm doing and they'd be like, Oh, it's work and I'm like, Yeah, it it, it is because You usually get the sarcastic, Well that must be nice. But you're like it's the well, situation it, nice. it is it is, <laughs> but, but it's the situation of like but it is like like I can't come and just go like today we were at animal kingdom and it was stupid busy i mean with the marathon people like it was crazy busy which was fine but we wanted to go to nomad lounge because jeremy was looking up all this new stuff so we're like guess what we can work we can do this nomad lounge was a two-hour wait and by the time we were going to be like done it would have interfered with what we had prior planned so we're like, great, now we can't do that. Which, it, that's where the work comes in. And that's where it's like, this is work. This is something. Or where then we're like, okay, let's try to do this. And then they're like, well, this is new. And I'm like, oh, man, I wasn't going to work today. But guess what? I'm working now. Yeah. So it, that's where it's hard to not get to enjoy like like y'all right now are working i feel like like this is work and you're like i mean really who all right as a raise of hands let me be honest <laughs> who really wanted to do this today not joking raise your hands i'm serious and be honest see i love this because nobody wanted like, to we do could be in this. the parks right now <laughs> you could be doing whatever you wanted and i love that thank you for your honesty that right there is the answer to her question. That's a good one. That's very good. There yeah. you go. I do think the workplace separation is hard. Like we just, we came with the, uh, we brought the kids. They hadn't been in 11 months. We brought them for Christmas and we were actually here um, 23rd through 26th. 
And yeah, it's it's hard to all of a sudden say, all right, let me put my phone away. I don't have to document everything that's going on. Like, but then I'm still but we, like in the background. Yeah, feel but like I we do. Have to. <laughs> I do need to see what's going on. Yep. And so that part's a little hard. Um, and same thing. I know it probably sounds silly to some people. They're like, oh wow, you have to post something to social media. That stinks. And it doesn't stink. It's incredible. But it's still it's considered work. I mean, because again, you go back and you tell these kids like, oh, I had to do this. They're going to be like, oh, I feel sorry for you. You're going to sit outside of Disney in 65-degree weather and right. talk about right. Disney? Right. How rough. <laughs> and then you were at Animal Kingdom Lodge? Yep. Oh, man, it's hard being you. But exactly. So there you go. But, yeah, that I, I, I think that is it. It's it's not – I can't even say it's not all glamorous. It's absolutely amazing. We absolutely oh, love to do this, but it still is All right, work. show of hands. Who's still – even though you're working – Who's still having fun, and you'd rather be here go. than in Indiana? There we go. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are rocking and awesome. <laughs> All right, we got another question coming up. And y'all don't have to follow your papers. Yeah, you ask, if yeah, ask anybody whatever, wants to come up and ask a question, please right, ask it, a question. Oh, it's got Logan again. All right, what are your guys' favorite Disney characters? Stitch. Uh, I'll show you right here. Stitch and Olaf. For Olaf him. and Stitch. Stitch for me. Logan, what's your favorite Disney character? Uh, I like Squirt from yes. Nemo. Yes. Yes. He likes Squirt from Nemo. I feel like we don't we don't love any what you would consider I guess the super main characters like Stitch oh, is a family. Beauty favorite. and the Beast. All right. Well, you yeah, mine, if you start I like, talking those. I have my whole half sleeve of tattoos. <laughs> I yeah. got Tangled, Beauty and the Beast. Little Mermaid. Yeah. All right. We got another question. Um, favorite Disney either Broadway production mm. or favorite Disney song. It could be either or or both. Like, I don't really care. I just want – as a musical theater guy, I like to know. What is yours? Um, my, favorite, my favorite Broadway production is, pr like, from Disney, probably Newsies. Okay, yeah. And okay. my favorite Disney song – uh, that's a tough one. Disney song's <laughs> a tough one. Okay, um, yeah, that's fair. Okay, so let's go. Let's see with Broadway Productions. Okay, um, can we count Hamilton since it's on Disney Plus? I yes, I'm, I'm counting Disney. Newsies because it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, there you go. I'm a Hamilton junkie. Um, that's my go-to. I will. Well, I've gotten out of it now, but I used to go through a point where I would listen to the soundtrack every single day. Um, it's my go. If I don't know what to put on, I will put on Hamilton. Uh, I absolutely, and it's funny because we were, this was years and years ago when Hamilton was first out, uh, her best friend growing up who actually introduced us, um, was huge into Hamilton and we were at the keys on vacation with them. And she was like, you got to listen to this soundtrack. Cause I've always enjoyed rap music. Like I grew up on rap music basically. And she was like, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. And I'm like, I'm not going to listen to a Broadway show. Like I was not into like musical theater or Broadway at all. And I just didn't listen to it. And then when it came on Disney Plus, I was like, huh, I guess I should put it on and give it a chance. And I was just blown away. I did not throw <laughs> away my shot. Um, greatest Showman. I have to, I've just, I've, I'm now thinking of just musicals, I know. But well, I'm going to say, that. because I've have you seen, seen it. You've seen it, correct? You've seen a Yeah, I've Broadway. seen twice. Okay. Uh, uh, Lion King. So, uh, uh, and, I, and I say Broadway, and I... Use quotations oh, because it's. I was not in New York, but um, it was that in Jacksonville. Story. So 
I just remember there is actually one show I did like better. I do like better than Newsies. It's called Hunch by Notre Dame. Yeah, even though they got made to Broadway, it was an awesome. It's an awesome show. I recommend, and I and I'm and that's my dream role, Quasimodo, as a musical theater guy. That is awesome. I love that. I've actually I've never seen a, any sort of Broadway or off Broadway show really. Um, so that's kind of where I stand. But I have watched them, so hopefully that counts. All right, guys. Any other just off-the-cuff questions? Please feel free to come up. Hi. Um, my Hi. name is Ken. Hi, Ken. Um, I was wondering what like inspired you guys to come up with the name for your podcast. Oh, that's a good one for Jeremy. Yeah. So originally, the original podcast uh, was going to be called Making Magical Memories. And I was like, boy, does that not roll off the tongue. Like, nobody's going to be able to say that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm trying to think. I just I knew I wanted something... That was Disney related. Love Main Street. And I Magic just started Kingdom. to say we do love Main Street. You know, you everybody walks down Main Street, sees the castle, loves it. Um, so yeah, I think you. Yeah, were it just kind of came. It was just coming off Main Street, and we we're like, well, and it came from that magic and making magic and all, and that's just yeah, basically where it just kind of came out from there. And it was really only the second name we thought of, and we we're like, that's the one. Yep. Let's make a logo. Let's buy a website, and let's let's make it happen. So there you go. Uh, we did, as always, when you are on location, when you're on the road recording, uh, things do come up and arise. We had a little bit of technical difficulties towards the end, um, but we really got through, I think, most everything that the students wanted to cover. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, we walked with the entire group over to Primo Piatto at Riviera, mm -hmm. uh, sat down, had lunch, and were able to chat with them more yeah, and it was super answer cool. any additional questions and stuff, right? Yeah, and they... Didn't really seem to have any, which, I mean, I totally get that. Um, but it was super cool because then I went around to every table and started asking, like, what are they most excited for the rest of the trip? Because they still, I mean, they were there. Yeah, we were day two. And they've yeah. got a full, uh, I think, 11-day trip yeah. somewhere around there, it ending at Universal for amazing. two days. Amazing. Yeah. They were going to do Keys of the Kingdom. Like, oh. ah. And it was just so cool to hear everything that they were going to do. And they did ask a few tips from me, which I thought was sweet. And yeah. yeah, it was just, it was really neat. Well, and these, yeah, and these students range from um, first timers. There were two of them that had never been to Disney World at all before, mm -hmm. up to some that had been pass holders in the past uh, and things like that. Um, two of them had been on this same trip three years ago. And so it was really cool to just hear from them and, and get to know these kids yeah, I will say because they're certainly kids to we could be their parents mm -hmm. technically, which is crazy to think. But anyway, we had an absolute wonderful time. Thank you to Paul uh, for you know reaching out to us yeah. and for letting us be a part of this. Um, next next trip back, we would love to do it again if you guys will have us. So yeah. we are going to wrap it up though for this episode. Uh, but first, we got to mention Main Street 16 Challenge. Year number two is coming the first weekend in February. We have an incredible schedule lined up um, from a Thursday kind of meetup over there at the Wyndham uh, Lake Buena Vista. If you go to MainStreet16.com, you can get discounted room rates. Uh, we are going to have a Friday trivia and live podcast recording over at stargazers lounge uh, tickets for that are now on sale you can also find that at mainstreet16.com or you can simply go there to donate sign mm -hmm. up for the saturday 16 ride challenge we will be selecting those rides here very very soon uh, we're also super thankful to one of our sponsors uh, which is vacation grocery delivery uh, they get everything you need delivered to you at the exact same price that it is at the store 
They're not marking up the items like every other delivery service. Mm -hmm. They also can deliver alcohol without you being present. And it's one set delivery fee. But the absolute best part, it is run by, it employs former and current cast members. Uh, Jessica and Landon have an absolutely incredible business. And actually, Franklin College used their service. Yes. And they were just blown away. They could not say enough enough nice things about how great this service is and, and how communicative communicative they were and everything during the shopping process so go to vacation grocery delivery fl.com to book for your upcoming trip hit the subscribe button get brand new episodes every tuesday and friday and as always we'd be so super thankful if you'd leave us a rating and review because it'll help our show grow that's all we've got we'll see you real soon Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of disney world so they made this podcast to share it all with you Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home. <laughs>